This is MuggleCast, your Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts podcast covering everything about J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 297. This is a big episode, everybody. It is our final one before we all dive in to the cursed child. The eighth story is upon us. Eric, Micah, and I are here this week, and we're joined by a special guest making his MuggleCast debut. John Thrasher, he is hey the host of Currently Podcast. He's also a writer at Hypable. Um, John, you actually you you were a MuggleCast listener uh, oh, like yeah. way back in the day. I still have my pickle pack shirt somewhere around here. Oh, yes. good, good. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited, and um, yeah, it's fun to be on the show. I wanted to mention too, as a um, police siren goes by at the perfect time. Um, okay. I just wanted to say, you know, you guys, this is, I couldn't believe it. You sent me the doc and it's episode 297. I was like, Oh my God, yeah. have you guys really made this many episodes. It's, yeah, it's crazy. crazy. I mean, we've been doing it for 11 years. That's, that's the number that just shocks me the most. It's like 11 yeah. years. I, I've been alive 11 years. It seems so weird. Well, you've been alive longer than that. I have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, well, maybe sort not of like extreme. becoming a Harry Potter fan is sort of like a rebirth. Uh, so there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next next week or whatever, August 5th, we we get our, our Hogwarts letter. MuggleCast gets our Hogwarts letter. Oh, be- oh, right. Yeah. That'll be our 12th anniversary. Yeah. Crazy. Or 11th. Birthday. 11th. 11th. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but one of the reasons John is on is because he's actually going to be co-hosting a Cursed Child Midnight Release. Par- he's going to be uh, basically hosting it. Yeah, basically cur- hosting. On-, on behalf of Hypable in Brooklyn, New yeah. York. And we'll talk about that in a cool. little bit. Um, so, But first, I wanted to ask you three how you're feeling having not... I mean, I know Eric and Micah have read spoilers. Micah or John, I don't know if you have yet. But... No, I've been avoiding them. It's like... As... Oh, okay. So how are you guys feeling... <laughs> with less than a week now to go are you super excited because this is going to be your first time really getting the story even for you eric and micah right uh I, I i feel very apprehensive or i want to finally because i've spoiled myself uh and may or may not have liked what i saw i i really just want like the final confirmation uh as well as the final you know there's nothing more detailed than what confirmation the- though that what you itself. actually read is in fact as crazy as I, I'm uh, holding I'm built. holding out I'm holding it Micah careful uh don't spoil people now uh but yeah no I I think that I want to really feel if 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 the dialogue and everything the story is actually true and happening and you know I want to see if 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 I can sort of extrapolate while reading the script what might cause people to be saying that it's some of the best things they've ever seen live and whether or not the story gets a pass uh because the play is exciting to watch so i just kind of want to i'm excited to finally get uh the entire play in in the form of the script to just read it for myself and decide if the characters are you know that i want to, to see the most about are actually like paid homage to or if it's just sort of I don't know, a mess, um, I guess. Mike and John, how about you two? Well, for me, I, I was actually having a conversation with uh, somebody at work on Friday, and uh, they brought up the fact that was I excited because the eighth Harry Potter book was coming out. And uh, <laughs> it was it, 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 
I'm not really sure how to respond to that because yeah. you know I try to explain to them it's not technically the eighth Harry Potter book. It's just a uh, big marketing scam that they're trying to uh, <laughs> sell the book off of or sell the script off of. So, in fairness, they are calling it the eighth story officially, That's the not the eighth I call book. It the eighth book as well, just because it is a, the next story, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Right. And it is. But I think for people, it could be confusing. I mean, they, they probably think yeah. that it was actually written by J.K. Rowling, which yeah. she really wasn't. She just kind of gave it her blessing. And uh, I actually said that I was looking more forward to the movie that was uh, coming out later this year. And uh, I know we have plenty to talk about related to that because we got a new we trailer. Do. But uh, yeah, I guess I don't know exactly how the, the book is going to read. Is it going to read like a script? Is it going to read like an actual story? So there's there's I'm definitely going to go and and buy it and 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 read it but I don't I don't have any real level of excitement as if it's the next Harry Potter not like when we were podcasting back in the days you know we were just talking about how we're coming up on 11 years of podcasting we we're yeah. looking forward to the release of of Deathly Hallows and and so it's just it's not the same I'm really excited <laughs> Yeah, I am too. I was just gonna jump in and be like, guys. So, so there's yeah. a balance at least. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I had to jump in. I can't take this. Send thing your hate to... mail to. <laughs> so, so you, you guys have to talk about how excited you are and why then. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, if you don't mind, Andrew, yeah. I'll just jump in really quickly. I think, I, I don't know. I mean, yes, I agree, Micah, totally with what you're saying. It's obvious that. You know, they're just trying to jump on the excitement. But if you think about it, this is really the first you know, public Harry Potter story, you know, if you, you know, since Deathly Hallows came out, I mean, obviously the Cursed Child, the play, you know, was, is happening in, in London and it's there and people can go see it. But on a worldwide level, people can now, you know, get this book and really kind of jump in. And that's, what's really getting me excited is, especially also with this midnight release party I'm hosting, it just feels like, oh, okay, we're back in this cycle of, you know, another Harry Potter story. And even if J.K. Rowling, you know, did just give it her blessing, it's still just, for me, it's part of the canon. So I'm just as excited as I was um, when those books came out. But yeah. I do agree with you in terms of the format will be really interesting because I don't know if I'm going to enjoy the story the same way as I did as, you know, the novels. Yeah. I yeah. think there's just going to be so much to talk about. That's what I'm yeah, most excited about. Totally. The, the good and the bad. And I, there, there <laughs> could be a discussion to be had that the bad may overshadow the good, which would be a, which would be a shame if it does. But I, it, on both ends of the review spectrum, I think there's going to be so much to talk about. And I'm personally excited for the stuff we're preparing for Hypable because mm -hmm. there's just, there's a few big things we really want to, excuse me, touch on and get people debating and yeah i just I'm, I'm so excited to see everybody's thoughts and i'm excited for the midnight release parties in addition yeah. to that one that uh, you know john is doing up in new york eric and i will be down in orlando so it'll be so fun to like count down to midnight and we're in this totally. era of social media now so with the last book release 2007 of course we didn't have snapchat and twitter hadn't blown <laughs> up and we all oh, had facebook God. but it just wasn't the same so yeah. No I think Instagram, right? No Insta, or... no Tinder, <laughs> no Grinder. Well, maybe I was gonna I say Grinder. <laughs> so, well, Andrew, here's the real question for you, though: Is the book going to smell the same as the others? I don't know. Well, actually, we, getting we back, talked about that though, right? Wasn't Book Seven on like recycled paper? So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No, Somebody that, look into that. I think... 
not to get weird for a second, but we've talked about the Harry Potter books have a distinct smell to them. Yeah, you're right, actually. No, you're wrong, Micah. You're a weirdo. No, I think he's right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Andrew said the same thing. Yeah, Somebody I Somebody go back and look at the transcripts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, hopefully it does. I, but actually, getting back to your point a few minutes ago about people calling this the eighth book, I think people are going to be in for a bit of a rude awakening when they open it up and it is in a script it's format. Script. Yeah. So I think... Actually, if I was J.K. Rowling or maybe Scholastic or these other publishers, maybe you, you got to start reminding people, hey, <laughs> yeah, right. don't expect the typical Harry Potter book when you open this up in a week. Maybe you know release the first page. I don't know. I wonder why they chose to release it as a script. I guess maybe to make it sort of happen quickly and publish quickly. But yeah, I, this might be I don't I'm not very familiar with how like plays go to books, but don't most plays or musicals that turn into books they're usually a novel, right? Am I making that well, up? No. Well, I think in some cases, yes. The reason they're doing yeah. it for this is, I think, more than anything to stop spoilers. So everybody can get the right, story. Right. That's true. That, that's the main reason. And why. to capitalize on the the worldwideness, like the, the impact yeah. of Harry Potter as well, so that everybody can, can see it. So the, And this script... This is like the first one, but there will be another apparently, right? Because this is just like the review copy. This is the, the special rehearsal edition. Special rehearsal edition of this script. Oh, like there will presumably be another version of the script released, uh, oh you know, God. later this in year in the future or later this year, early next year. Um, just hear those cast is... registers. Yeah, exactly. I don't think yeah. I'll buy this. Well, I'll buy yes, it just because I want to yeah. compare the two, but. Other than that, I don't think the second one's going to sell very well at all. This was done in, in time with uh, Harry's birthday, obviously, so they had uh-huh. to cut it a little bit short as far as what, what sort of changes they make to the play in previews. Um, but also, it, it's it's because they, there is this problem where uh, so few people can see it on the West End. Um, but it is it has this universal appeal. Um, right. So so that sort of... It's, it's just the direct format. It's the easiest. Also, who would you get to do the novelization of yeah, I know. Child script anyway. Um, you know, so I, I think it, this this works because this accurately reflects the story that's being told or shown to people uh, yeah. on, you know, who see the play. Wait, um, I want to go back to what Micah said about J.K. Rowling kind of just gave it her blessing. I mean, do we know how much of the script really was her? I mean, I kind of went into this thinking she wrote the story, but it was like punched up by some of these like, no. you know, play people. No. So Jack, Jack Thorne wrote it and then they went to JK uh, Rowling. Uh, she, he came up with John the original Tiffany. idea yeah. the, and John Tiffany. Yeah. And then they went to JK Rowling and she, you know, was like, okay, let's do this. And then she helped them from there. Got so, it. but yeah, everything in it is canon, of course, because J.K. Rowling sure. is, of course, approving everything that happens in it. And I'm sure she contributed some ideas. We don't know exactly how much she contributed yet. Right. Hopefully that comes out in interviews in the weeks and months ahead. And she's so meticulous and, you know, cherishes, obviously, the character. So you would hope that you can sort of trust and rely on yeah. everything. You would yeah. hope. Yeah, you would hope that. <laughs> Well, and I haven't heard any of the spoilers. I get the sense that maybe the three of you <laughs> are expecting the worst. Out there's, of there's, there's stuff. No, I'm not. No. Okay. Well, well, it's um. There's just a couple moments that are like, what the f? It's just oh, okay. really, 
Yeah. And we'll talk about those in uh, in August. We don't really have a plan yeah. yet for how we're going to dive into the spoilers here on MuggleCast, but we will figure that out um, in the weeks ahead. By I'm way. looking forward to talking about it with everyone. So that's yeah. useful. Uh, later in the show, we're going to talk about our memories of midnight release parties because because this is the next midnight release party. It's the first one we've had in a while. <laughs> Get to hold a new, a physical Harry Potter book again, a new one. I am excited to stand in a line with you, Andrew, and get a book again. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be drunk, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before... You can say that now. See, 11 years ago, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, say we that. were too young when yeah. when Deathly yeah, Alice was out. What is alcohol? that's exactly what you sounded like yeah hey ouch so uh we're going to talk about some other chris child news including a movie they're the warner brothers may already be preparing for a movie Mm. Uh, but first we have to plug the patreon this is a red alert no more screwing around this is the last week to get in on the patreon if you want to get a muggle cast t-shirt we're closing off the t-shirt availability after july 31st so you must sign up before july 31st to be eligible to receive a t-shirt um shit i need to add that to my pickle pack t-shirt as well so add I what to, to your pickle pack what do you mean what getting a new shirt oh oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. do it or, or, i guess i should say my collection my muggle cast <laughs> t-shirt collection that i've acquired do you have any others no, I don't. <laughs> oh, well, they have the important ones. John yeah, was exactly. at uh, one of our shows on the 2007 tour, though. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we are also closing in on a new milestone there on the Patreon. Once uh, we hit the next milestone, we will be putting together a super mega ultra mega 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 muggle cast. We're going to try to bring back everybody and uh, in early September and get everybody's thoughts on Cursed Child and Fantastic Peace and Ilver Morning and all of that. Um, so that's our next milestone that's coming up. And of course, the milestone after that is if we do hit it, it will be returning to weekly episodes of MuggleCast. <laughs> thanks to Patreon supporters, we have been doing two episodes a month, which has been awesome. So thanks everybody for your support. And uh, when you do sign up on patreon.com slash MuggleCast, you also get bonus content. Tons of it. Instantly. It's been I building there for months. I am myself. I'm looking very forward to all the bonus content you and I will do, Andrew, when we were in Florida. Yeah, we need to, this weekend. Yeah, we need to figure out what we're gonna do. It's gonna be like, <laughs> I'm telling you, ten days of nonstop action on our on our Patreon. So <laughs> never been a better, Eric's better gonna, time. To Eric's gonna have a up. camera on me the entire time. Like when I wake up, the camera's gonna be on top of me. Oh, Good no, morning, no, no, Andrew. Like yeah, right. Go um, away, Eric. Nothing like that. But, but but with just with all that's happening with Cursed Child, uh, we have a couple chapter readings that are going up before the end of the month. So let's move on to some other news. We are going to talk about Fantastic Beasts. There was a great panel at Comic-Con. Uh, we're going to talk about it in a minute. But first, a little more Cursed Child stuff. What do you guys think of this news that WB has trademarked Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? J.K. Rowling had only owned the trademarks until earlier in July when Warner Brothers Entertainment grabbed one. Um from what I understand, the class—I'm not—I'm no trademark expert, um, as evidence of all the lawsuits filed against me. Um, but the class is—that was a joke, by the way. But the class so, seems to indicate that the, <laughs> the, the class seems to indicate that it's primarily for movie rights. Um, and yeah. so some people think this could signal that a movie is in development. I personally think that. If they do do a movie, it won't be an adaptation. They will film 
the play yes. on London's West End. At that's that's what I'm years. thinking because and then Warner Brothers would just like sort of distribute it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm not up on how the industry works, but you, you can like get rights to just distribute a film and then it's it's like it it's made it exists, but it's I I don't think they will recast or get everybody off the West End for a couple months to go do a movie, which is like you know with all the sets and the filming locations and like two years in production and all that. I, I think the odds are that it is going to be for a film version of the stage play and that Warner Brothers will be distributing because Warner Brothers has the rights to do all films or all movie content with Harry Potter in time. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I mean, it just makes business sense to make sure, you know, you're grabbing up more Harry Potter stuff in the Warner Brothers world. I mean, yeah. I'm guessing. It just seems interesting that's happening now. Like, why didn't this happen Six last year ago. or something? Oh, yeah. yeah when, when J.K. Rowling filed all of hers last November. I don't know. The timing seems... Honestly, maybe they weren't planning to do a film version. Like maybe the maybe I want to say like maybe the fans made a difference. Maybe like the outcry of people who were like, you know, this is not sufficient. I cannot go to the West End, pay a thousand dollars to go to London and see this play two separate nights over the course of a week. You know, right. maybe that's really reaching people. Maybe enough. Uh, there's been enough outcry that they're like, OK, we probably do have to release this in a video format uh, for more people to be able to see. Didn't we write about that on Hypable? Andrew? Yeah, yeah, I think we did. Because something that a lot of people, as Eric was saying, was that uh, th- that people, it does need to be seen. That's the problem. Like, the, And so the script book, while exciting, you're not going to get the full experience, as kind of J.K. Rowling has been saying since the beginning as well. She said that this is a play because it had to be a play. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So it, I, I so I wish they released it as a movie first, as they they filmed it and you got to see it in theaters first before the script book came out. I think they should have really done it that way. But then on the other hand, that would have hurt ticket sales for the play, of course. So yeah, rock well, in a hard place. The other thing is though that plays and musicals become movies all the time. So the mm-hmm. whole this has to be seen as a play thing. I don't know. I don't buy into that as much, but. Whatever. Well, well surely, surely not all the time, like musicals, right. but right. I, 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 there is precedent for it, sure. Yeah. It's just, I think, what's happening on stage, and you see the magic, and mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. I, I think there's demand for it, because people are going to be getting this script, and there's no way to really experience, you know, and Andrew, you talked a lot about this when we did the spoiler episode, or even the non-spoiler episode, the fact that you're not there, so you're not immersed in the experience. So you could go through and you could read this script and you're probably going to scratch your head about 50 times, uh, if not more than that, in terms of some of the things that happen. But even the visualization part of it, right? I'm sure there's going to be uh, stage direction and, and other things. Yeah. I'm, I'm not as familiar with, with you know, what would be included. But you know, to actually be there and to be able to see it, the, probably the next best thing is not reading the script. It's It's seeing it, whether it's on your computer or on TV or in the movie theaters. So I feel like, you know, as more and more information comes out about the play, once it's, you know, officially open on July 31st, you know, we're going to, you're going to see the demand increase Mm -hmm. for, for people to actually want to see it. And they're not going to fly over to the UK to, to, to do that. It's also five hours um, long, right, Andrew? So yeah. there, there's an issue well, with there's that too. Yeah, there is an issue with with having it in 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 theaters or having it 
if you tried to adapt it to a movie and and didn't just do like a filmed version of the play, it would there would be problems. Because um, I'm pretty sure there's never been a, well, not never, but I think the original, um, uh, what was it, the the Roman one uh, was was originally like seven hours long. But anyway, it was a Spartacus. But uh, yeah, the the issue is going to be. Um, I, I think for the the easiest thing to do is just for them to film it and release it. And I think honestly that will make a, a lot of people happier. I think people yeah. really think that just having it be a play, even having it being a script, but begging to be seen, creates sort of a class divide among Harry Potter fans: those who can, those who can't. And just having a film version that is easily referenced is a lot easier for people to, I, I guess, be okay with. Um, yeah. No, I said like the, yeah. It it opens. July 31st. Is that true? I know it's been in preview, but it doesn't it actually July open July 30th, to be exact. <laughs> okay. Well, no, because what I was going to say is also, if you have the book releasing on the 31st, there's a huge chance that it's going to get spoiled even more than it already has been because people are going to take to all forms of social media and start putting things out there. It's actually going to spoil yeah. it for the people who have tickets to go see the play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I know there are people who are trying to avoid who won't be reading the book because they're seeing it soon after it comes out, after the book comes out. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Are you guys gonna, if we can go back to the book um, rather than the movie for just a second, are you guys expecting to sort of grab the book and immediately read all the way through the way we had previously as, as children? Sunday at Sunday at GeekyCon is actually the biggest day for Andrew and I. We have like three panels that we have to be on. <laughs> so that's a no. So probably not. Um, I, I was no, going to say yeah. I, I have a feeling that yeah, Andrew and I will probably be up uh, opposite ends of the bed. You know, just like you know, right. kind of my my feet in his face, his feet in mine, uh, oh, reading. Ugh. I imagine. It sounds beautiful. You yeah. Guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's not like a lounge area or anything that you guys. I'll go to the no, lounge not area. A, not at Orange. Have you seen Orange County Convention Center? It's so small. Um, that's a joke. That's a joke. But um, <laughs> yeah, like remember how beautiful it was, like getting book seven and reading in the hotel room. Laura, Kevin, yeah. me, you. Yeah. Um, we're well, all there. I think the the difference between this book and. Deathly Hallows, for example, is that you're going to be able to read this a lot faster because it is script format. So you're going right. to be able to peel through the pages really quick. Um, so I would say it might take half the time. Yeah. So it is still a five-hour play, so there's that. But I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it'll go by pretty quick. Right. I, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think, uh, who are we kidding? I think we're probably going to read it right when we get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I assumed would happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and for me, I mean, I'm going to be traveling also so i'm i've pre-ordered it on amazon so i'll I'll get to it I, I think probably at some point during the week james who's listening live on patreon says points out that wicked has been on stage for 15 years and now the peak of its popularity has passed the movie will be coming in the next few years that's a yeah, good point i was kind of thinking wicked whenever i was mentioning that so are they gonna have it, like adina back and like some of the original cast like they did with rent yet. i i think it'll be um I think it'll be a lot sooner than that, that we see the Cursed Child movie and whatever yeah. form it takes. Uh, Gina points out, didn't Warner Brothers say that everybody will have the opportunity to see this play? Yeah, J.K. Rowling said that on Twitter, hinting that it will be touring around the world. We just, again, we just don't know when. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like it'll come to Broadway before it comes out as a movie. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Here was some really nice cursed child news. Emma Watson saw the play in uh. early July. <laughs> um, and there are these adorable pictures of her visit. She's meeting Noma, who now plays Hermione. It's just there's the best photos. Noma like grabbing Emma's face and like they're just totally <laughs> having a moment. And then there's this other photo. Saying, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you for yeah right for my chat. Yeah. And uh, there's this adorable photo of Noma and Emma, Emma hugging each other. It was so great. It came after like a few days of bad news in the world and just seeing white Hermione and black Hermione unite. <laughs> it was touching. We all waited for this moment. I was just going to say that. Yeah, we were all kind of waiting for that picture to come out. Yeah, yeah. And it was inevitable given the backlash. Right. She liked it. She liked the play. She did. She posted a little review. Which let me pull it up real quick. No spoilers. spoilers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She kept yeah. the secrets. <laughs> she said, Yesterday I went to see the cursed child. I came in with no idea what to expect, and it was amazing. Some things about the play were, I think, possibly even more beautiful than the films. Having yeah. seen it, I felt more connected to Hermione and the stories than I have since Deathly Hollows came out, which was such a gift. Meeting Noma and seeing her on stage was like meeting my older self and have her tell me everything was going to be all right, which, as you can imagine, was immensely comforting and emotional. The cast and crew welcomed me like I was family, and Noma was everything I could ever hope she would be. She's wonderful. The music is beautiful. I could go on. That's oh one God, of the things we're not going to get in the book is the music, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry to throw water on this, but I actually don't think the music was <laughs> oh, okay. I, everything I've read about the music said it was awesome. So it's, the, it's a little that's basic the to me. I don't know. Yeah, the chords and stuff. Well, the she didn't talk about the owl either. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> well, that's because they got the rid of the gone. owl after the first. Yeah, it's been fired. Yeah, the owl got fired. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she watched the um, the play and was like thinking about, you know, a potential reprise as hermione herself in an eventual yeah uh, maybe 20 it... year reboot i mean I, if i were an actor i would do that wasn't there news dan rad said that he yeah. wasn't gonna say no this was like yeah. two weeks ago yeah like, yeah i would reprise harry potter again i don't, I don't believe it by the way <laughs> <laughs> he's done so much work to get rid of his harry potter yeah. image that it's an amazing work though amazing yeah work. for sure but he did all this crazy stuff to step away from harry potter and i don't think he would I don't think it would be a starring role, like maybe a cameo or something for sure. But well, he made I think didn't he make a point something about Harrison Ford as Han Solo or whatever? He always said he would never come back. Mm. I think that was in the quote. I can't remember, but yeah, I think right now, of course, he wouldn't. That would make no sense. But who knows where he'll be as an actor, as a person? You know, ten, fifteen years down the road, right? Yeah, and like Emma's review, the idea that a future self of hers right. is is lo- looking back through time and saying it's going to be all right was like really it's kind of, it was really moving and comforting because like Noma's probably been performing even longer than than Emma and so like the yeah. help, helping hand and kind of guidance there I, I, it is a very special uh, review that Emma gave um, yeah let's talk about Fantastic Beasts at Comic Con. And uh, I have a bone to pick with Eric, too. Which should we do first? Uh, Let's do your your Comic-Con, not the bone. (laughs) Not the bone. Let's do the Uh, Comic-Con. And by bone, do you mean wand? Because you got a wand when you were there yesterday? (laughs) I was about to get really graphic. Uh, but I won't. So, so you tweeted about <laughs> save it for Orlando, will you guys? <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, um, 
So Fantastic Beasts was at San Diego Comic-Con on Saturday, July 23rd. It was part of the Warner Brothers panel where they did a lot of superhero stuff. And uh, Fantastic Beasts was, I think it was at the very end, actually, which was kind of surprising. I would have thought they'd put the superheroes at the end. But anyway, so it was kind of cool what they did. Eddie Redmayne came out and he did a Lumo spell on Hall H. There's like 6,000 people in the hall. And he was trying to like light it up more. And of course, you know, as you always see in these little show things, the spell isn't bright enough. So he needs the help of everybody in the audience so they end up handing out six thousand wands over the course of it took less than 10 minutes it was pretty impressive i it may have taken just over five um eddie ran these regular wands though right they're like the high quality normal yeah yeah so eddie ran out into the audience and started handing some out himself and then he had help from a bunch of other people and they started like handing them down the rows and you would pass one and take it on and take one and pass it on uh yeah, so so these are Newt Scamander's wands, and I was there and got one. Um, it's from the Noble Collection, which is which has always created the the really nice Harry Potter stuff. And the wand is legit; like, there's some heft to it. it it's really solid. Um, the one thing about it that's interesting and may play into the plot is that at the bottom where the handle is, it's kind of hollow. Now, this isn't the Noble Collection being cheap. Right, because there's still weight to this. It's the design of Newt's wand. It's purposely hollow at the bottom. And I was talking about this with hypable people at dinner last night, and we think since this, I'll give uh, credit to Pam. I think this was her idea. I think I. Oh, I think you you mentioned it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, so we know that Newt was expelled from Hogwarts, as we learn in the trailer. So we were talking about how. Um, your wand gets snapped, right? And we were talking about, well, how does he have a wand? You know, his wand gets snapped when he gets expelled from Hogwarts. Um, the theory goes that maybe his wand core was taken out after getting expelled from Hogwarts. And that's why this wand is hollow. But then the question is, well, then how can it do magic? Right. And um, so, and then Pam was thinking maybe he somehow got a wand core somewhere else. And then, you know, so his wand started to work again. Huh. What do you guys think of all this? Yeah, I'm with this theory. I think it's hard to tell maybe like when and where, you know, his core of his wand takes place in the movie, you know, like maybe it happens at another time and then he's actually doesn't have magic for X amount of time. But yeah, I mean, it's obvious the core of wands, you know, are magical beasts. That's obviously the point of the sh- of the movie. So, yeah, I, I agree with the theory. What do you guys think? I like uh, it. I yeah, I, I like the idea a lot. Actually, I love the idea that there's a clue embedded in something that gets handed out. Yeah, you know, to 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 an audience. I think that feels very J.K. Rowling esque. Yeah, yeah, good point. And maybe, well, could he be getting his new wand core in America? Do we know what his wand core is already, by the way? Didn't I see that tweeted some yesterday? It was, uh, I'm going to say, like, lime or something lime? like that. I, said, I knew that. Like was. what you put in a Corona? I read a tweet yesterday. It said, like, and the core, isn't it? I forget what it is. So they didn't reveal it, though, Andrew? No. Okay, I don't. I have no idea what his core is. I, I don't know. 
No, hmm. they didn't. I and yeah, so nobody's really talking about this, but um but yeah, so so then he he so Eddie Redmayne led the crowd in a big Lumo spell and like it actually didn't light up the hall as much as I thought they were like installed special lights to make it extra bright in there. Bright. Yeah, but it didn't really. And then <clears throat> during the panel, Eddie Redmayne was there and the co-stars were there. They didn't reveal much. Um they were all, you know, kind of sworn to secrecy. They did hint that there will be some Easter eggs in the film, I, and I figured that question was asked by Conan O'Brien because of the Dumbledore reference in the trailer, I assume, because that kind of made headlines. Um, but Eddie Redmayne wouldn't comment on that. They also spoke about some of the beasts. Um, David Yates spoke about one beast who can change size and shape, I think, whenever it wants. So it could just be sitting on the desk one moment, and then in another moment, it can just take up the entire room like he said the entire hall h so that'll be interesting to see in the theater Ah, uh, found it uh pierre bohana the prop maker said that newt's wand is lime wood yeah that's well, the wood it is with a core of bone and shell so if i lick this right now will it taste like lime <laughs> like a corona you, you might want to put it in a corona oh my god it does <laughs> <laughs> mm, delicious I just I have a, this, the fondest memories of scratch and sniff stickers now. Uh, <laughs> but what was that again? Bone what? Bone and shell. Um, is that, that why cool. it's hollow though? I don't know. It is sounds it bo- like kind of a pathetic wand, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll fight you on that. <laughs> it was also kind of funny that Warner Brothers handed out six thousand pointed objects to an audience. When only six years ago, there was this incident at Comic-Con where a Harry Potter fan literally stabbed another person in the eye with a pen. Oh, my God. <laughs> in what? all age. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was like okay. some tussle. It was back for one of the movies, and there was some tussle, and some Harry Potter fan <laughs> stabbed somebody in the eye with a pen. <laughs> That's good. Andrew. I know. I know, Mike. Complete. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I just wanted a good seat. That's all. <laughs> so the big thing at the panel besides the wand, which was very exciting, by the way, it was that was a really cool surprise that they were handing out wands to everybody in the audience, was the new trailer. And let's play it because I thought it was it's very dialogue driven. Well, <clears throat> you know what? Before we do that, let's talk about the other the other thing. The bone? That you wanted to, the, the, no, the screening. Yeah, that's what I mean. The bone to pick with you. So oh, should, yeah. we, should we call Gina? Yeah, um, okay. she's on She's on Skype if you just want to add her in. Okay. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, the history has shown that with all the Harry Potter movies, or at least the, the last four or five, they do a test screening in Chicago really early. I, I went to one of them with Eric for Deathly Hallows Part 2. Right. Oh, yeah. So, so as it turns out... There was a test screening for Fantastic Beasts last week in Chicago. There was. And Micah, did Eric talk to you about it? Because he sure didn't talk to me about it. Uh, I don't I don't want to make this any more uh, <laughs> awkward than it is. Yeah, it's very awkward for me and Micah. Right I was a little I was feeling a little hurt these past couple of days. Not <laughs> well, a peep out of Eric. I, I have to say, guys, that unlike um, the last couple screenings, I did not attend this screening. I don't believe uh, you. I didn't. Nope, I didn't. There was there was one ticket 
that we received. Actually, so it was the story was, and the story usually is this: it's accidental. It is always happenstance. It is never because of MuggleNet. It is never because of MuggleCast. It's always somebody that we know gets stopped. There was the the listener who wrote in. Actually, Andrew, that's how we saw movie eight. You remember the listener mm-hmm. actually said, "Hey, I got invited to the screening. Mm-hmm. I think it's Deathly Hallows." The same thing happened this time, only it was a member of Emerson's staff mm-hmm. uh, at at Dose, and so um, same situation. It's an invitation to a screening, and it says uh, untitled, you know, upcoming Warner Brothers action adventure. And you don't know what it is, um, and you don't actually find out. You have to register your name, your age, and your ethnic background, because this is all about testing yeah. uh, the audience. You you get sort of a questionnaire to fill out afterwards. This is all pretty standard stuff, but it's also really intimidating. Um, and I was a little bit worried that my name at this point would be blacklisted, uh, <laughs> because I did manage to see, seriously, no lie, six, seven, and eight. Um, in Chicago in advance. And so I decided and had other things going on as well with other podcasts and stuff, but I decided that I was just going to send my girlfriend, uh, Gina, who has been on the show before. I did not go to the screening, but Gina did. Uh, Gina, tell us a little bit about the screening. I'm a little afraid Andrew's just going to yell at me. No, well, I'm a little <laughs> upset. I, I, I'm going to have to test, text you some questions. But you, anyway... Yeah, I can, I, I, I'm gonna be vague, but if you if you guys have any like questions, yeah. uh, I'll answer them again. Non non spoiler. Yeah. 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 So, what's your spoiler free review of Fantastic Beasts? Um, I really liked it. I definitely agree that there's some edits that need to be made that I think they knew going into the screening. Um, they're gonna cut some things, but overall, I. I I liked it. I think it's a good first step out movie-wise from the Harry Potter universe hmm. to expand it. So the version that she saw uh, was a little uh, long in places, um, and David Heyman said words to the effect. Uh, I'm just sort of shortening the story here so it doesn't take up too much time. Yates. Uh, yeah. Yates said that, that they, they were tightening some stuff. And the special effects, because there are so much more of them, uh, they're always sort of not complete by the time these screenings come out, but it's, I guess, even more so uh, in this case because there are so many more beast effects. So, Gina, talk a little bit about the, the beasts. The, the beasts were cool. They There are a lot of them. Um, I didn't catch all of their names the first time around, and I, I, that might have just been a me thing because it seemed like other people in the group did. Mm-hmm. But there were some where uh, their, their intro went by so fast of like the, oh, this is the blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, what? Oh, okay. It's cute. I like it. I, I didn't get the name of it though. Uh, my, I would say a lot with Eddie, especially he, he turns his head a lot. You can't always hear what he's saying. Hmm. And he, it's his speech patterns where, where you're like, what, what did you just say? <laughs> Interesting. Please do a voiceover. Like, hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, that's obviously like an early version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, that sounds like that could be fixed. It's, there were a ton of scenes where like, it was very fully complete. Like all the effects, it seemed like everything was set for this. And then there were some scenes where I was like, oh, this is going to look so cool when it's done. Mm. <laughs> How long was the movie? Do you have a rough, rough estimate? 
They were so. Here's this part of the story where I come in. I uh, drove to the theater um, after my other commitments were done and uh, waited outside. Um, and there's a restaurant across the street, and so I got a table. Uh, and I was just like waiting for everybody to come out. They were in there for like two hours and change, like two twenty. Were you like wanted, softly like, crying at the restaurant? I yeah, I was, I was really pathetic. I got a table for 10 people. I was the only one at it. And the woman was like, are you sure you have friends that you said that are going to come and meet? I was like, yes, yeah, I got a table for 10. It's a Harry Potter movie. Um, but yeah, and then everybody came over afterwards and, and talked about it with me. So I got the scoop. But in general. Um, so you're spoiled. Oh, sort of. But I'm not going to spoil anybody else. As well. but, I, yeah, I actually I, have a question, though, uh, going yeah. off of something that. Andrew had mentioned during the panel about Easter eggs. Are there Easter yeah, eggs in the film? That's yeah. There, yeah, there are definitely some Easter eggs. There were some Easter eggs that happened where I was like, "Are oh, are you going to keep that?" Oh, okay. What does that mean? What does that uh, mean? But oh, man. there, there are some things that you see and and hear that you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, Potter." <laughs> and then, but there, there's a lot of um, new magic. There, that mm. uh, no, I, I think it's a good thing. <laughs> that, that's no, no, my... I agree with you. I was sort of saying, oh, okay, here we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> new types of spells, new spells, new types of magic being done. New magic being done. Okay. And mm. and were you were you happy with the overall story? Yeah. Could you see it going into? Two parts, three parts. Micah's taking all my questions, by the sorry. way. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, wait, I'm sorry. What was the beginning of the question? Eric was saying something. Eric, stop talking. <laughs> sorry. Dude, <laughs> dude, there's certain things I don't want her to say. I know. Um, there's certain things I don't want to say. So well, you're, you're, yeah, you're, she can just say, I prefer not to answer. Here, The two main questions I had and these may overlap with the ones you just asked were, does it fit well? Does it really feel like America in the 1920s, right? That's the biggest thing about Yeah, that's not what yeah, okay. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> just talk about the, the time period and the new characters uh, a little bit. Um, we, we definitely are in the 20s. I, I felt it in the beginning, and then when you meet um, certain characters, it, they, they really pull you in to the time period i feel um there there were a lot of nuances with things where i was like yep this is we're in the 20s that's cool uh, does it feel like a jk rowling story yes we we kind of discussed that in our after group um and we all kind of paused and we're like yeah because we didn't really feel like it was different mm. like this, this felt pottery but not pottery at the same time, if that makes sense. Okay. I think that that was part of the, the question that, that I had just asked was, do you, did you feel like it was a, a complete story and that we can easily head into parts two and three or however many they end up making? Um, I, I can't. To, to, the, I can't answer that. The, the character's what? really strong. There's a been a, there's an, a thing in the in the plot that sets up future things, and oh, uh, yeah, there's there's just some. Um, would you say, Gina, not to put words in your mouth, but would you say these characters are developed enough or strong enough that you could do several other movies and events with them? 
Yes. There you're you're about to fall on fall in love with a bunch of new characters. Oh cool. Was there a big moment, like was there a big huge surprising moment, not to sort of obviously give it away, but something that will appease maybe Potter fans who aren't like obsessed with Potter and doing podcasts? Um, <laughs> like fans, but maybe not super fans that would kind of get it. I, I I would say yes, because it's a Potter movie. Like there's always yeah. elements of surprise. Yeah, and right. Fan fantastic fantasy fantasy i'm I'm like (laughs) i'm i'm spluttering because i'm like i don't i i want to say so much but yeah so So like if you if you were to give it a letter grade with a plus or minus what would you yeah that's a good question i would probably say b plus okay that's good that's an unfinished form yeah i I definitely think or or maybe just a solid b because i know that there's changes that will be made and some that should be made, but I I think that this is an excellent start. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, kind of as Eric was saying, uh, they after the movie, I was looking around for a couple of members of the group because there were a bunch of us and we all got split up in the theater just by happenstance. And I was looking for them and I, I see... This man standing in the corner, just kind of nonchalantly, he looked like just a, a dad who had been brought along to the film, if you didn't know who he was. But I knew he was David Yates, so I walked <laughs> up to him. <laughs> oh, good. And I, I I just walked up to him, I'm like, hi, hello, like, just want to say thank you, the film was great or whatever. And he, like, legitimately started asking me the questions that were on the the pamphlets that they just gave us to fill out like he seriously wanted to know he's like did you think this yeah. like what'd you think how are the characters to you blah, blah, blah. like that's great he was seriously like asking me questions and i was well, like he... oh, oh i didn't think this would get this far okay <laughs> <laughs> you're he helping promised... shape the movie exactly. yeah that, and that's just it this is why they do this i i mean i i'm glad that the tradition came along we were kind of expecting to hear about it if not sooner than right around this time, I'm really glad they kept Chicago. Obviously, it makes me feel special living here. But ultimately, it's 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 to achieve an end. They wouldn't they don't they don't do this just to create haves and have nots. They do this because they need the feedback. Um, they 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 pull people who aren't supposed to work for Harry Potter fan sites uh, for a reason, so that general audiences, so that they can create the best movie for the most broad amount of people. Um, so the sort of specificity of the questions and, and afterwards. You know they're going to come off of this weekend after I. You know, and where was Yates and Heyman were at SDCC right yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're they're going to come out of this whole trip with like sort of I'm I'm sure a renewed sense of direction in terms of how to you know work on and and <coughs> sort of finally complete this film. It's not due out for four months. Yeah. Heyman was also at the screening. I just I couldn't get to him. He's very oh, okay. he was busy he, man. Yeah, he he was surrounded by like business people, and Yates was just kind of just standing around like make, making no noise and pretending to not exist right. like yeah i will say when i got to the theater and they were all in and of course you they take your phone so i couldn't like confirm that it was fantastic beast until after it had ended and they got their phones back but i saw i walked to the theater and i saw there were just these five uh like sport utility vehicles like all black you know and shiny just parked outside the theater and like yep it's potter <laughs> um, there was there was a huge line of them. There was like a bus 
and just escalades a mile deep. It was big. What was it like whenever you walked in and then realized, like, how? when did you realize it was Fantastic Beasts? I, we all pretty much had an inkling. Um, I was sitting next to two girls who I befriended, um, and we were all discussing, the, the entire time in line, people were discussing who it was. And shout out to the two idiots who thought it was going to be Suicide Squad. That comes out in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's a little late for that. Uh, they they were so convinced, and I was like, ha, 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 ha. Um, <laughs> They, uh, the girls, I told the girls next to me probably a minute before the movie was going to start. And I said, my friends and I think it's going to be Fantastic Beasts. We're, we're, we're pretty sure we're, we're really hoping. And they were like, oh, that'd be so cool. We didn't even think of that. And then I saw Heyman walked in and I said, ladies, that's who that man is. This is going to happen. And they were just, their jaws dropped. (laughs) And, and they were also like, who's David Heyman? Who's David Heyman? <laughs> I, they may have. But I said, I was like, I told them who he was. And they were like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then a woman came out and said, hey, you're the first in the world to see this. We really want your feedback. Congratulations. Here is Fantastic Beast and where to find them. Awesome. Oh I would have freaked out. Yeah. I... There were the place went nuts it, it, I'm, it was a probably a solid 30 seconds of like pooping and hollering and cheering Aww, like that's cute it, i did you cry i was gonna say i might cry at any point during the movie and i told the girls next to me i was like if this is it and i start to blubber just just leave pretend me pretend you don't know me pretend, yeah. yeah like it's a they're like we might start crying so did you cry did during it? the movie um no did not i don't think i'm trying to remember i think there was one part i kind of got tearied at mm-hmm. yes there is yes okay oh if it wasn't fantastic beast would you have walked out <laughs> um, a couple people walked out because it was fantastic beast really <laughs> what's wrong yes. with these people i don't know um emerson said that four people next to him walked out because it was and they were like nope <laughs> You you can bet that if I had seen them walking out, I would have gotten their tickets. Um, <laughs> yeah. To go like, hey guys, where are you going? Oh, it's Fantastic Beasts. Oh shit, let me in. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to text Eugene after the show because my yeah. my I just have one question that I want to be spoiled on, and that's, I think I know what your question is. Well, can you it's, ask the question but not answer? Yeah, yeah. Curious. My question is if Dumbledore is actually in it. You can text me that question. All right. All right. Ooh, uh, interesting response. Because I knew I knew going. Luckily, into- she responded. Can I ask me? Mm-hmm. What? What'd you I say? Knew you going into it, you were going to ask me that question. Oh, okay. I asked you about <laughs> where did we ever net out net out on that question about him representing Hufflepuff? Because I asked I asked the whole table this question. I was like, now that we know who Newt Scamander is, does he like perfectly embody the Huffle like a Huff like really give an answer to what a Hufflepuff is like for the next generation? Um, <laughs> they asked that at Comic Con. Oh yeah, what did what did what did Comic Con say? Andrew, you were in the room for that. I don't think so. Was that at the fan event, maybe? Because they did a couple different things. That was at that was at a smaller fan event. Oh yeah, I wasn't I think, there for that. I didn't realize there was more than one, and I kept seeing like these oh. panel like pop up. I'm like, what? How many of these did they do? Yeah. Most of the people that Dose took weren't actually Harry Potter fans, funnily enough. Um, okay. So they were all confused by my question. But I think the short of it was that Newt is a cool character, and everybody really liked him. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, Gina, for coming on yeah, and sharing. Thanks. We really appreciate it. No problem. I'll I'll field all of your questions uh, via text. Great. As the week goes on. Awesome. All right. Talk to you soon. 
Bye. 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 So I guess for all the uh, all of us peasants, excited. yeah. Um, that was great to have her on and share. Um, I'm not mad at you anymore, Eric. Okay. <laughs> Are you mad at her? Because now that's no, cool. I was never mad at Gina. Yeah, it's mad well, at you because we talk all the time and you didn't say a peep about it. I literally had nothing to talk about. It was right. one of those situations. So I, yeah. Well, for the rest of us who haven't seen the movie, we got this new trailer at Comic Con as well. Um, so let's, I guess let's play it because I think it, it makes sense if you just listen to it. It was like, um, like a ghost. I saw its eyes, shining white eyes, and it dove down underground. The strange things going on all over the city. Behind this, they're not like you and me. There's a hidden society, it goes back centuries. Yesterday, a wizard entered New York with a case a case full of magical creatures. And unfortunately, some have escaped. Teeny, he brought men home. That's Mr. Scamander. He's lost something I'm going to help him find. We're going to recapture my creatures before they get hurt. They're currently in alien terrain, surrounded by millions of the most vicious creatures on the planet. Humans. Magical beasts are terrorizing nomadges. When nomadges are afraid, they attack. Contain this, or it'll mean war. Put this on. Why would I have to wear something like this? Because your skull is susceptible to breakage under immense force. Don't panic, but there's absolutely nothing to worry about. I want to be a wizard. <laughs> that should be part of a new MuggleCast theme song. I want to be a new, wizard. That's the new I love magic. I was that's, just going to say that, Eric. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. I love magic. So it's a good trailer. It was really exciting to see it in Hall H because it was just blasting and you know seeing it with so many people there. Um, I don't think it was my favorite trailer. I think I preferred the last one with, with the reference that. to Dumbledore. Oh. Yeah. What? What? what if, so, what for? What? What about this? Didn't do yeah. it. Well, just the focus on the beast breaking out. I, I. I. I guess it just felt like more of what we already knew. It didn't really present anything new. It tons of new footage, but yeah, oh, the creatures were all new. I thought like the. Yeah. I, I love the. I love the cobblestones of New York City, like being lifted yeah. up. I love that ice thing creature. Like, I, I thought it provided a, a huge new look. It's a good trailer. Um, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, I thought I too. I thought it was nice to see a house elf. Nice little Harry yeah, Potter reference. Thing. Yeah. And and just seeing stuff like that is a cool reminder that like, wow, this is mm-hmm. the Harry Potter wizarding world that we know and love. 
Yeah, because in the previous uh, trailers, we haven't quite gotten that. I haven't personally felt that vibe other than the music, you know, like the music, the Hedwig theme was a big part of the other ones as well. So it was definitely refreshing to see the elf at least. What do you think, Micah? There's definitely more uh, revealed about the overall plot in this trailer too, right? Yeah. Yeah. The ones we've seen in the past. So, yeah, we get a hint about the nomadges versus the wizarding community. Uh, There was one good line by Makuza's uh, president. She said, magical beasts are terrifying nomadges. When nomadges are afraid, they attack. Contain this or it'll mean war. Which kind of is like commentary on present yeah. day America, like totally. attacking out of fear, like, you know, right. Mr. Trump to some extent. <laughs> I also really liked hearing Nomad said because out loud for the first time, I believe that's the first time I've heard that. Um, just because I think, Eric, I remember listening to last week's episode and you were like, did I really just say this word? Um <laughs> And I had this. I think we all kind of have that same feeling, but having heard it in the trailer, in quote unquote, I guess canon, it kind of made it a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more easy to hear to my ear because I really didn't like that word whenever it was released. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Heidi S on Patreon replied. Every new clip released on this makes me a little more excited to see it. The nomads term is still falling flat for me, but maybe the more I hear it, the more normal, a.k.a. muggle, it will become. But then Sarah P. said, I like the use of nomads. The term is here to stay. Sorry, Eric, so might as well normalizing it. Uh, yeah, nomads, uh, I'm still... Uh, ugh, but the rest of the movie looks amazing. So. Yeah, and the line... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Andrew. Um, the... Well, so go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying the line where I don't know exactly who's delivering it, but the whole, you know, we've heard this one before as well, but the whole, um, a wizard entered New York with, um, yeah, a case it, the stakes sound so high with the way she delivers that, that news. It sounds like maybe in front of Congress or something, but, um, it really kind of made me feel like, oh shit, something's really about to go down in New York City. Yeah. Uh, and the question of why. Why is he here? Right. And what purpose do those creatures even have being uh, in New York? One I, thing that I thought was an interesting take on this trailer uh, came from Beth H., who said, Looks exciting. It almost has a superhero movie feel to it. For example, the police car barricade at the end. And I was mm. thinking... Oh yeah, that is kind of a superhero movie thing. Like the, <laughs> yes. the police car barricade, and they're standing there and waiting for the beast to, to hit, uh, or like very like new Planet of the Apes, for instance. Um, I, I like that a lot. I think you're, you're right. Like this does feel like the scope is wider than mm-hmm. the first than the first trailer, which again it was still beasts getting you know loosed in New York, but yeah. something about this trailer just seemed like it was a wider uh, problem that needed to be contained yeah exactly that's a good way of putting it we also saw some goblins one of which which is played by ron perlman i believe um you don't really it's kind of hard to recognize him i think they just kind of took his face and and yeah like he's a big guy but goblins aren't obviously right right, right. he was in hellboy and blade 2 and sons of anarchy uh at one point something that stood out to me newt asks jacob to put on a helmet 
because, quote, his skull is susceptible to breakage under immense force, which is which is a good line. But Newt's not putting on a helmet. So what, what am I overthinking this? Is <laughs> no, our... Especially like where it is in the trailer. It's kind of like, wait, are we supposed to take something away from this? Like, yeah, like like it's Newt a beast or something. Potentially? Right, or like do wizards have extra strong skulls yeah. or something? <laughs> It's just because he could do a protective shield, and that would be the same as like a helmet. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe yeah. that's. I, I understand could... the question. Like it's really. Fu- I think it's just a funny line, and I hate to accuse yeah. J.K. Rowling of just like <laughs> writing a funny line and not thinking about the repercussions of how people would take it. <laughs> it's just it's it's like you know just giving like knee pads to a kid who's about to go skating. You know, it's just like uh, he's you, new to this wizarding world. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, I thought, uh, or even it could be that they're about to apparate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Crazy. It it looks good, though. And also worth noting, they are still running with that new version of Hedwig's theme. Yeah. Do, 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 (laughs) do. Somebody had a problem with this. I'm trying to find the comment. Uh, It's like, oh, yeah. Vijaya D. uh, The Beast. Oh, my God. The Beast. So beautiful. So magical. Never thought that I would be choosing to learn care of magical creatures in Hogwarts, but it looks like I am. The rest of the trailer is indeed fantastic. There's only one thing that's bothering me. Where is the Newt's theme? It's trailer three. They can't keep using Hedwig's theme forever. Are they not planning to have a theme music for this? It's not just one movie. It's three. (laughs) Well, I think, would they really debut Newt's theme in a trailer? I don't think they would. Uh, uh, Well, they did with Hedwig's theme, but they had no way around it. Um you know, what like, you well, that's the way of bringing people the original... you know, for Harry Potter for like the very first Harry Potter. Um, and right. Like that. Micah yeah. said, they got this is marketing material. So Newt's right. theme isn't going to convince anyone to except for maybe this commenter. <laughs> that's, that's true enough. Yeah. But well, I, I also I'm interested. Yeah. Well, I also I don't know if you guys have experienced this. I mean, you guys are more embedded into the Potter world in general than most. But, you know, I have a lot of coworkers who don't even realize that Fantastic Beast is a Harry Potter movie. So having that returning Hedwig Hedwig's theme, I think, is definitely intentional to try to make sure people know this is, you know, the world that we all loved. That's but, a good point. Yeah. I don't know if you've ex- – has anyone else experienced that? Because I'm always surprised when I bring it up and people are like, what's that? I'm like, what? Yeah. Why are we friends? I, I think this is going to be a bit of a challenge for – Warner Brothers to make sure because like I don't yeah. know if we've seen any actual marketing material that says Harry Potter on it. Oh yeah, definitely not. All it's all this all a trailer or two has said is um JK Rowling invites you. Right. Not even Harry Potter author JK Rowling invites you. <laughs> you had fun with that sign at SDCC, didn't you? Oh yeah, cuz uh, so <laughs> there was a sign that said JK Rowling invites you, but then there was a screen and then below the screen was to a new era of the wizarding world so beneath jk rowling invites you i added on snapchat party (laughs) (laughs) that's right i enjoyed that a dangerous photo to be able to take (laughs) i'm surprised they didn't give you any pokeballs to catch all these fantastic beasts yeah i was actually hoping that during the fan q a on for fantastic beasts somebody asked about like hey you're gonna do like a pokemon go version of fantastic beasts they should yeah yeah anything else stand out in the trailer to you guys john Um, voight john voight yeah you were surprised to see him what 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 movies has he been in 
Uh, he's done a lot. He's done a ton. Yeah. Uh, he's the dad in National Treasure. Um, more recently. Anaconda. Anaconda. <laughs> Anaconda. <laughs> Anaconda. Some of his more. Uh, oh, he's the dad. He's uh, he's the dad in um, Tomb Raider as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, he's done a hundred thousand things. We're all doing him a disservice by not being yeah, able to spout off. Yeah. Well, he did all of us a disservice earlier this week. So. Okay. He's, what do you according mean? to according to IMDb, he's known for Transformers. Read my Heat. comment in the document. Yeah, the comment in the doc. Don't ever take it out of there. Uh, Mission Impossible, Deliverance, um, big one, scary movie. Uh, so yeah, he's John Voight. <laughs> Everybody knows him. He's very recognizable. Um, I had forgotten he was in this movie too. And he's Angelina Jolie's dad, right? Isn't that who that is? Is he actually? Because I oh, because I thought because sure, yeah. he played that in. Uh, didn't he play that in Tomb Raider 2? So they literally had the father and the daughter. <laughs> father and daughter. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, get to... Eric, did you already read some of these tweets? You were reading comments. Uh, not yeah. tweets, mostly just comments, yeah. Okay, so uh, Matthew said, Isn't it odd that Jacob is shown as a good guy and Graves is shown as a baddie marching like Yaxley from Deathly Hallows? Well, I think Jacob is definitely a good guy. Uh, right. Graves, we know he's an or, but... But or he does scour? Seem... No, no, no. He's an or. I confuse or and scour. Um, but yeah, he does kind of seem like a a reluctant or. He's like I don't know. He just all he means all business. It seems. Yeah, right. I think I he's. Think... He seems like one of those that looks like he's working for the system, and then probably is going to come around by the end of the movie. Ah, yeah. The way the way Matthew uh, pointed out is is kind of cool um, because it's not going to be a story about wizards versus Muggle, even though there are those people who want who like we've seen the protesters in the promo shots, mm-hmm. um, you know, saying like prevent magic and death to all wizards. I think maybe this story is going to be more in line with um, Cornelius Fudge's line in in movie six or Jesus Christ, he wasn't in movie six in book six. Uh, where he's like, you know, the, the, the trouble is the other side has magic too. I have a feeling that there will be like wizarding antagonists and that it won't be wizard versus muggle, you know, like that, like Newt is fighting the system to be able to, uh, return his beast safely and without being arrested, you know? So it's like wizard in that way, it's wizard versus wizard and not wizard versus muggle. That's a guess. Another comment here from Amy. I'm very excited to learn more about the politics of the American Wizarding World. Also, Tina and Queenie look totally feminist and amazing. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Ashish says Dumbledore and Graves have Percival in their names. Now, why could that be? Hmm. That's interesting. Princess yeah. says when he says, I want to be a wizard. Yes, that is all of us. And <laughs> Christina says, I think it's great that the new trailer shows more magical creatures, especially the Thunderbird. Yeah, but they're all very quick glimpses, by the way. I know. I had to kind of like slow it down just to get a good look at what I was even seeing. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, Katie, who's <coughs> listening on our Patreon live stream right now, she points out that the house elf, a wand floats into him from a human, and the house elf kind of inspects the wand for a moment. And she points out that this could be huge because maybe they're not treated as slaves in America. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. The, it's a very quick clip, but you see him hold the wand and he's kind of inspecting it for a second. So I don't know. What does it mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. It's just all guessing at this point. He is wearing clothes. Uh, he is wearing like a p- 
pillowcase, sort of like Dobby does. So mm. maybe I don't know. Maybe they're just slight, treated slightly differently. I guess we'll see. So that's um, okay. We have some other stuff here from Patreon. I see Eric is. W- what's the red mean, Skip? The red is red. The red has been red. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple more. Quite, uh, we we asked people who support us on Patreon to let us know what they thought of the trailer as well. Rose said, "I loved seeing a bit more of the actual plot and what we should expect, and it was very interesting to see how the Wizarding World treats the no matches. I feel like it's more contact with the non magical community than in the original Harry Potter films. Oh, and of course, the beasts. We finally got some amazing looks at them. So yeah, there's absolutely the the, the Muggles, the no matches are going to be playing as important of a role as the wizards. It seems." in this movie unlike the harry potter films i hope so i also wonder you know how the muggle i think we might have already talked about this but the muggle uh wizarding sort of dynamic is you know it it was obviously very tumultuous yeah um in you know harry potter britain but it'll be interesting to see if america has a different sort of take on it Lauren CZP says, things that excited me most were, one, the glowing lights under the frozen ice. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. The magical flapper girls at a New York City bar. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That <laughs> adorable fuzzy creature at the end that we see running for a split second. So excited. And yeah. finally, Heidi S. Is that my mom? <laughs> she says didn't even think hi, about mom hi andrew <laughs> i lol every time i see the creature escape in the case and it's flying into the face moment at the 54 second mark i think that's uh, flies into jacob's face to me it looks like an airborne chicken from the telly case <laughs> Ew. gross but yeah uh, this so, is um get, get sort of tying things in real quick uh to like the cursed child coming out over the weekend you know next next sunday we're gonna have a new harry potter book it's all story. happening uh, like i i i am more excited for fantastic beasts um i love this new trailer i love it a lot i love the sdc panel i can't wait to rewatch all of that and like the hype for the movie is completely on track with things that excite me and like it's a bonus that we're going to get a new story in the potter universe with some of the potter characters to read next weekend but to me the movie is is what i'm most looking forward to did gina read the play a cursed child spoilers um no she's been she's like john she's been staying away okay because i was gonna say if she did she's like one of five people on this planet who know about both of them already. that's true yeah (laughs) you asked her oh just that she yeah i agree she should start a podcast called fantastic (laughs) beasts and worm tally to find them or something (laughs) um To wrap up the show today, speaking of Cursed Child, I wanted to relive some Harry Potter midnight release party memories because, like we keep saying, we're we're on we're on the we're we're on the cusp of a new midnight release party. I I have been going to midnight release parties since Goblet of Fire, um, which was in two thousand, which is crazy to think about. That that we're just talking specifically books, right? Because there's also yeah yeah let's let's focus on books since the Cursed Child is the book. Um, I went to a Barnes and Noble for Goblet of Fire for Order of the Phoenix. I believe I was down at the beach, so I went to a local bi- bookstore. Half Blood Prince, I think, was back at another Barnes and Noble, and then Deathly Hallows was in London. 
And each one was just so fun. I mean, the anticipation, as you yeah. guys all remember, was just insane. Yeah. Insane. The question I have, I was just at somebody's house. Oh, it was Bromberg. I was at Bromberg's house. And he has those uh, those boxes, you know, the, the do not open till midnight boxes for the last two books for six and seven. Did you guys keep any of those? Did your bookstores give you any yep. or... Yeah, I was you know say, Andrew about? definitely does. Andrew, you have, you have some. Did you, John, Micah, did you try and get any of those ever? No, I think I remember when Deathly Hallows came out, my bookstore, which I think was a Walden Books, it's something different now. Walden Books, oh yeah, my God. I know. Um, I don't know if it was every Walden Books, but you know, the whole story about, you know, is Snape on which side of the, the team or whatever. Thing. Yeah, the Great Snape Debate. And they had, like, um, I don't know if it was, like, posters or bookmarks, but I remember getting a bunch of, like, memorabilia around whether or not Snape was, like, a good guy or not. But, no, I never really grabbed the, mm. the boxes or anything. But even that, you know, looking back now, I mean, that's – I would love to sort of, like, frame that poster and hang it in my room because it has right. a little more meaning. I remember that Snape good guy, bad guy stuff, too, come to think yeah. of it. It was, it was two-sided book. It was like one side, and it was because like half the book was upside down from the other part, so that you could you could yes choose like which side you wanted to read. It was all the evidence for and against Snape, and it was half. Yeah, half. I, I, I must have that book somewhere. I was gonna say it's in a drawer somewhere, but yeah, yeah. now that you said that, I remember. I'd it, forgotten but... all about that. Yeah, um, I I talked in the in the past about um, the book five release party, which took place in Oak Park, where I live now. Um, a couple blocks away at the, the Magic Tree, the entire bookshop and like block of businesses turned themselves into Diagon Alley. Um, and that was like the first time that it happened. It was 2003. Uh, and it was really an amazing collaborative effort. And I got to see it as the first time I was in Chicago um, and all that. But actually for, for book six, uh, well, for book seven, we were in London. Uh, Andrew and I were in London. And then, but for book six, I was in Ohio. And it was sort of the same situation. The town of Hudson, which had just like gotten a new downtown area uh, with all these like brand new stores, did like an outdoor. Um, again, the shops were posing as Diagon Alley. You could get like tokens and walk around and do different activities and stuff. They actually had like the local orchestra, though, like of adults uh, roaming the street, do like a marching band performance of Harry Potter themed like songs, wow. like in the street. It was That's this pretty really awesome. amazing like town collaboration. And then we actually I, I brought up the boxes of books because there's a, a picture. I haven't seen it in years, um, but it's like we were we were able to go in the basement because um, we were part of like the planning for the event. But the Learned Owl um, was the name of the bookstore, uh, little independent bookstore. The Learned Owl and we in the basement was where they stored. It was an entire like. It wasn't a big room, but it was full of the book six boxes. And there's a photo of me just like in my Harry Potter robes climbing on the boxes, like being <laughs> on top of my, you know, my head's a foot from the ceiling. Like it's that high of a pile. Um, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, the boxes. That was my dad's idea to, to grab those at the bookstore. He thinks <laughs> like a collector. We yeah. should try to grab the. Oh, maybe, though. We won't be able to, but maybe I'll have to ask somebody to try to grab maybe a they, Maybe they'll box. be the same Sneak boxes. backstage. Well, I'm Maybe. actually giving out books at the word bookstore thing, so I could potentially, you know, save oh, one of those yeah. boxes. Try to grab some. Not yeah, just I was one, like, grab like 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was really excited just talking about midnight releases to, 
potentially, you know, be behind the register, you know, whatever, handing out books. Because I remember in the, in my experience, I was like, when I was younger, I was always like, oh my God, it must be so exciting to be like giving these out. And I thought it would be fun, you know, to kind of be on the other side this time if I get, could have the opportunity, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to hold the physical book. I know. You know, Lisa. I always get that feeling after like you're looking forward to a book for a while and then you finally hold it and you see it in your hands. It's like a whole different experience. It's like, and oh. how it like sort of sets up against the other books. That's always a fun thing. Yes. Day. Yes, <laughs> on your bookshelf. Oh, I need to think how how it smells. Be... Don't forget how it smells. <laughs> right. What we didn't talk about was now how there's going to be box sets of, of all eight stories of all eight Harry Potter. Oh Potters yeah, stories. I bet by Christmas you'll see those for the holiday oh, yeah. seasons. Scholastic will be selling something like that for oh. sure. Hmm. Oh, I can't wait to like take pictures of the book everywhere and <laughs> take a picture of it in the bathroom on a plane snapchat it snapchat it Andrew, you and i have to work together on that. come up with the craziest photos <laughs> work Next together to feet, you know Ew. <laughs> no i just i just think it's great though because you know eric you touched on a lot of the different communities that, that you know that come together around a release and i think it's something unique you know it's yeah. not something that I don't think I've, I've ever seen around a book yeah. or a book series. So th to kind of create that um, excitement again, the fact that, you know, there, there are so many places I'm sure that are going to be doing uh, release parties for The Cursed Child. I think, you know, it, it definitely uh, brings us all back to when the, the Potter books were being released. So uh, once again, John, tell us about the word bookstore party happening in Brooklyn. Yeah, so if you're in the New York City area, I will be hosting a fun uh, midnight release party with Word Bookstore at a place called Villain LLC, and that location is at 50 North 3rd Street in Brooklyn. It's right there in Williamsburg. Um, and yeah, it's going to be so much fun. It's sort of um, a midnight release party for those of us who used to always go to them, um, so we can go and have fun, but this time... There will be there will be booze, butterbeer, drinks, and Andrew, you want to talk a little bit about the uh, hypeable signature drink that yeah. you helped come up with? So one Ooh. fun part of this uh, event is that they are doing alcoholic beverages, Harry Potter theme. So there's going to be an alcoholic butterbeer and alcoholic amortentia, and then <laughs> they offered since hypeable is co-sponsoring to do a hypeable theme drink and we were like oh hell yeah but we didn't have one <laughs> so we made the hypeable it's a blue cocktail um i just was searching around for blue cocktails and found this one it's tequila based and yeah. we figured so get well, ready to turn up basically is what you're saying right what what yeah. better than a hype drink than something with tequila in it Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, we're going to be counting down. There's going to be a Triwizard tournament, uh, trivia tournament that I'm working on and I will be hosting. There will be, I think there's going to even be like birthday cake and beverages and things to like eat on, you know, nibble on, I guess they say here in the little <laughs> press, press release thing. Um, also it's only $29, but that gives you admission to the event and a copy of the book. So if you're going to buy the book, Anyway, you might as well just come and have fun uh, with everyone because it's going to be a blast. I should also mention um, that all tickets are non-refundable and there's one ticket per person. Exceptions for children under the age of 12 who can accompany an adult ticket holder 
each adult ticket holder can bring a maximum of one child under the age of 12. So yeah, these are specific terms about children because it's really kind of an adult thing. Um, it'll, there'll be ID at the door and obviously under 21 attendees will not be served. But like I said, it's going to be so much fun. And I think, Andrew, you mentioned there's going to be um, a huge mural outside of the event with our logo on it, right? Yeah, I, which yeah, that'll be super cool. So we're really looking forward to seeing photos of that. Um, yeah. Cool. And yeah, so That's visit MuggleCast.com, and in the show notes for this post, you can get more information. And, and $29, book included, is honestly yeah. a really good deal. So Totally. And by the way, the Triwizard Tournament, they'll have like prizes, so you have a potential to walk away with more than just the book nice. if you come to this event. So visit MuggleCast.com to uh, learn more info and buy a ticket. And cool. then, as we've been saying, uh, Eric and I will be at GeekyCon in Orlando for their Cursed Child Midnight Release Party. You can go to geekycon.com and buy a ticket either just for the event or you can buy a ticket for the conference still. So if you're in the Orlando or Florida area, want to do something fun, come hang out and we'll be talking about the book on Sunday GeekyCon. So um, you yeah. may, if you want to be a part of that, you, you should buy a Sunday ticket as well. You have to wear your spoiler shirt to the panel. To the, <laughs> I will Sunday, wear my to the Sunday spoiler shirt sure <laughs> my cursed child spoiler yeah. shirt. i may put a sign over top we'll of it that says spoiler yeah or <laughs> okay. i have the idea of wearing another shirt on top of that and then saying you know i have a spoiler under the shirt and then yeah. you can just flash people the spoiler maybe the shirt on top should say hashtag worm underneath <laughs> yeah uh, yeah oh andrew you have to do that now <laughs> maybe i'll try you to know, get GK something rolling, we'll see it if you get people to take pictures of it <laughs> yeah um yeah and uh final plug for our patreon patreon.com slash mugglecast this is the last chance to get a t-shirt um so sign up by the end of july to be eligible to receive a mugglecast t-shirt and you will also receive album art and you will receive bonus content and don't forget there's a patreon app so it's really easy to listen to all the bonus content and read all of it and see all of it yeah great. and i will be recording bonus content when we're together in geeky at GeekyCon next weekend Finally, MuggleCast.com to get all the information you need about the show. Twitter.com slash MuggleCast, Facebook.com slash MuggleCast. And also you can check out John on his Currently podcast. Yeah, CurrentlyPodcast.com. Beautiful. Thanks, Andrew. No problem. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, John. Always good to have you. <laughs> thanks Try not to run away from me. <laughs> Next time I see you, yeah. yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Enjoy The Cursed Child, and we will be back in early August to discuss it with you all in depth. The eighth story! (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. I think we'll be celebrating 11 years. Yes, that too, Micah. Oh, my goodness. 11 years, eight stories. MuggleCast. (laughs) See everybody next time for episode 298. Goodbye! Bye. Bye. Bye.